Sunday Morning Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Esther of IPA Group, bringing premier online promotion to your business. And Melanie of Stump Social Media Training, who empowers business owners to manage social media and marketing for themselves. And welcome back to another episode of the Monday Morning Marketing Podcast. Today we're joined by Miriam Nasser uh, to talk about paid per click or PPC, as we like to call it. Welcome, Miriam. Hello. Um, nice to be on the show. Nice to have you here. So paid per click is one of those jargon words that we talked about a few weeks ago on an episode. Things that, you know, people just throw out there and most people don't actually know what it is. So could you explain it to us? What is it in, like, I'm not going to give you a time limit or anything, but (laughs) as easy a format to understand as possible. Okay, so um, PPC in the most simplest terms would be... um, where uh, now I'm like what is the most simplest term um um, if you go to google um at the top you usually see a paid ad when you click on it that's that's basically what it means it's pay per click and it's normally within google um when you go into google.com google.co.uk whatever you use and it's normally those paid ads it can be seen in other locations as well but predominantly it is just paid ads within certain areas within google's network but obviously there are are other providers like microsoft ads um but yeah i was wondering out of interest um pay-per-click would that also be facebook as well as linkedin ads it's just we just tend to associate pay-per-click with just google it depends who you are. So some ah. people classify it with just Google. Some people classify it as literally every paid media thing. So display ads, video ads, Facebook ads, LinkedIn ads, and basically anything where you have an ad which you click on, um, mm. so it, which you pay for. Um, nothing to do with organic. <laughs> okay, and so... Is it every single ad that is clicked, the company has to pay for? Technically, or is there like a no. cost per mil CPM? Yes, so there's CPM, um, there's cost per view, so CPV. Um, there's, there's multiple ways you can pay for ads depending on the format which has been seen. So um, within Google Ads, for example, you've got... A, um, text ads which are just in google um search and they're just like literally just text writing telling you basically to click here because we have something you want that is is literally pay per click when you go into the realms of like impression base so like display so the pretty banners and things like that which you see and sometimes get stalked by that's where you pay um, per impression so thousand impressions um, you also pay like that on Facebook and some other platforms as well. And then when you've got video content, there's multiple ways to pay. But one of them is pay per um, view. And it's when they watch a certain amount of the video itself. So right. 30 seconds. It okay, is quite and, <laughs> and those those video ones can also be shown then because Google bought YouTube. <laughs> isn't that correct? 
yeah, Google owns YouTube. So you, your videos are usually in YouTube, but also on like platforms which have videos on there. So um, you can embed videos on websites and stuff like that, and they can be sponsored, which means that you can have um, advertisement on that video before it plays. Usually on like um, newspapers and stuff like that, that's mm-hmm. when you can get your videos seen as well. So let's say uh, one of our listeners is deciding to do pay-per-click for the first time. And we speak to them regularly about budgeting. What would be a good budget to start with and how long and how frequently should you do it for? And you're not allowed to say it depends. (laughs) (laughs) Just give give us one example. So we're not, let's give her a scenario. Let's, um, Candle maker. Candle maker, yeah. Okay, so I usually, the way I would work is I would say, right, what do you do? Okay, you you do this and and how much are those products? Who are your competitors? That kind of gives me an idea of, of where I should be looking. Then I would normally just have a look at the keywords and see how expensive they are because it's going to be very different for a candle maker if it's not competitive versus an accountant who's incredibly competitive. Hmm. And that, that's the problem. I normally, so back in back in the day, and I sound, <laughs> sound so weird, back in the day, um, I used to do a lot of fashion retailers, but the really small ones. And um, those those fashion brands, I used to say, right, let's start with £1,500 because they all sold the same products, just with a different logo. And and that's what we used to do. And the baseline was perfect, but that, that was like cheap clothes. Um, whereas it really depends <laughs> on the brand. <laughs> Sorry. You cheated. <laughs> but would you, right. would you do it again and again? I mean, would you recommend, because I, I know for a fact with Facebook ads, as an example, it doesn't really matter whether you're a candle maker or an accountant. Um, they recommend that you do um, five to seven days of one type of ad and then do another five to seven days, at least minimum, fortnight preferably. Um, but, you know, five to seven days at least, and then do another one quite quickly afterwards and on a regular basis because doing one ad a quarter is it's not going to help uh, yeah basically well it depends so you're talking about Facebook. she said it, it depends again <laughs> i'm sorry um on facebook it's all about um so frequency in your target audience the reason why they say that is because if you over index on your target audience then they are going to get so annoyed with your brand they're not going to come to you so okay, that, yeah. that's that's where Facebook are going down the lines of. However, that there's way, there's ways to know whether you're kind of over indexing. There's literally a column called frequency, and it tells you. So if you're sitting at like one point two, you're okay. Like if you're targeting such a tiny audience, that's at like seven, then yeah, you do need to change that that ad. Like and also check out your targeting because yeah, that if you've got like seven people like your ad's been seen by that person seven times a day, for example. Oh, they're going to go mad. Yeah, they might just not like you anymore and block you, and that's not what you want. So it's it's really knowing your audience and then going from there. Yeah, because then there's the other extreme where, you know, you have nothing to do with the ad that they're putting in front of you. But somehow you're seeing it. You know, I see mm. ads from different countries that I couldn't even buy from. It's like, why are you targeting me? You know, but 
what about so you said there about keyword research where do you go to do keyword research to be able to say that is a highly competitive keyword and that one's going to cost me more and that one's a low competitive keyword but it might not be seen as well so the tool I use is Google Keyword Tool. Um, like that's that's the easiest one I use, and it's always available in Google Ads. Um, there are multiple others which, like um, the SEO team, tend to use. So like the um, where it it gives loads of insights organically as well as paid and stuff like that. Whereas I tend to just keep to knowing what my CPC is and how much it's actually going to cost. You brought up a word there. So CPC insights. is. And, ah, okay, you do CPC first. CPC is cost per click. So how much how much each click is estimated to, to cost, which is really important. That's how you figure out how much budget you need. Okay. And the insights is what I wanted to pick up on myself. Um, one thing I, I do know um, about... Google Ads, it's not something I actually do myself. I don't provide it as a service. I happen to know a couple of people in the room who do now. Um, <laughs> but I do know that you have to hover over it. You're like a helicopter parent to make it work because, it, as you say, the price goes up and down. Um, do you think it's actually fundamentally better to hand this over to an agent who can do this for you? Um, because if you don't have that sort of time, you know, the reason why you're doing <laughs> uh, PPC in the first place is because you're trying to draw attention to your business. And if you're getting busy and you want somebody to monitor it, for, you know, I, I, I recommend people use an agent because you have to stay over it. I'm a 50-50. So, like, ah. one thing, I, I've worked in agency side for, like, um eight, nine years before I became a freelancer. And one of the things I don't like doing as a freelancer and didn't like doing in agency side was charging people and not having enough work to do because I, hmm. I just think like, why? And it really depends on the PPC account. So I would say, if you're going to do anything, make sure it's set up properly because that's why you have to hover over it 24-7 because it's not set up properly because Google makes ah. you do certain things because Google are automatically changing stuff. There's so many changes in Google Ads recently where Google have automatically changed your keyword match type from something which is really simple like an exact match so it matches exactly to the keyword you want to um, a match type called broad match which means it matches to similar things to the term which you're actually bidding on and this is automatically happening in people's accounts because you don't turn off the recommendations and a lot of people don't know how or they think that because it's google it's correct that they know better yeah yeah it's ah, google. so that's interesting yeah, so you can actually empower yourself to do it in the first place yeah so you well basically if I, what I would recommend is get somebody professional to set up your Google Ads account, get it, get it set up, have that conversation with them and say, look, this is my plan. This is my aim. This is what I want to achieve. They will be realistic. If it's a good, if it's a good freelancer, they're going to be realistic with you and sit there and say, look, this is how it's going to work. This is what I foresee. And the one thing I do, and I've done it um, like in the last couple of years, quite a lot is what I'll do is I'll set up your account for you. 
I'll make sure it's running properly for the first couple of months. I will tell you what to look at on a monthly basis. And then the next month I'll check in with you and I'll get you to show me what you're doing. <laughs> a little bit. Accountability, teaching. Esther. Yes. <laughs> it just makes it my life easier when you're like, it's not working. I'm like, no, no, no. Click that button. Oh, yeah, you showed me that. Yes. Yeah. And then yeah. off the back of that, then then they kind of feel more empowered to, to just check in every month. And that's all you really need to do. But not that doesn't work for everyone. Literally doesn't work for everyone. But for a significant amount of small businesses, it's literally just making sure that Google aren't making those changes and it's set up properly. I would say every six months get a check in because Google changes so much. Mm. Um, but yeah. 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 Oh, I, we, yeah. We talk a lot about how much all platforms change, but yes, Google seems to be one of the ones that changes the most recently anyway. Um, now you said like at least check in every six months. So how long should people be running ads for? So evergreen. So for like, you should always be running ads for your business on the right terms if they're working for you. So that's it, it really I suppose it depends what platform you're looking at. So Google Ads, Evergreen, making sure that you're you're on the right terms. A check-in with your freelancer every six months to make sure nothing's changed, update stuff. Are these the right keywords? If performance isn't going in the right direction, reach out to your freelancer about having that person. Agencies are great if you're paying a high volume and need people in there 24-7 because that's their job and they have systems built to consistently be checking that. Um, and now I've forgotten where I was going with that. <laughs> no, no, that's that's fine. Now I, I wanted to ask: Is there any particular type of businesses that won't do well in pay per click, or can, can any type of business, product, service, amalgamation, um, not do well? I find that some very small businesses who compete with beasts. All right. don't do well in google ads because they the beasts own that own the serp and really for them it's about what's a serp in, oh sorry you said the search engine <laughs> the search engine so um yeah so if if you're you're the big beasts are owning the the top of the search engine getting some visibility there is going to be really expensive and sometimes it's just not profitable so then that that's where you would kind of utilize right how how can i engage with that audience without paying that much and that's when you really need like some some really good strategy Real bucks right yeah so it's pretty much open to everyone from dentists accountants vets florists yep. anybody can use it yep restaurants hotels everything yeah and is it the same sort of idea or the same like could you put the same exact system in place to do google ads as Bing ads and you know other search engines so we, we only have the two main ones in the UK which is obviously Bing and or oh, sorry Microsoft ads and mm, uh, Google ads <laughs> yeah, I know right um, going back a few years sorry yes <laughs> <laughs> um but um yeah you can you can just link them I sometimes don't do that because sometimes 
Um, it's just a bit of wasted spend in Microsoft in certain terms. But I always recommend all clients should be on, on Microsoft, even if it's just covering your brand terms, because so many people are bidding there on broad match on Microsoft because it's so much cheaper than Google Ads. So you tend to get competitors bidding on you on Microsoft. So always make sure that you um, protect your brand. I'm talking as a complete noob here. So apologies if this is a stupid question. Um, Never it is stupid questions. So I, okay, I'm sorry. I, I've only ever heard of Google ads. I did. What? I'm sorry. No. <laughs> my, That's my, quite normal. It's quite normal. I mean, so I, I'm a light. I've heard I'm of Bing. To, I've, yeah. I've heard yeah. of Microsoft, but I thought they sold yeah. computers. Um, they do. <laughs> so if I did a Microsoft ad, would it show up anywhere else? Yeah, so if you're doing Microsoft ads, it's anything using the Bing search software. So um, all, all the Android phones, not Android, Android's Google. Who are the Microsoft phones? I can't remember now. I've gone completely blank. Anybody who's using Bing search on their software would trigger your ad. So back in the day, Apple used to actually use um, Bing as their um, like um, automatic kind of search engine, which would be used. Um, so, so ironic. I know, right? Um, and then now recently, because of everything which is changing in Google, they're actually talking about um, using Bing in for Samsung and something else, but I can't remember what was something. I think it was Apple again. Might be going back to using Bing instead of using Google because of all the um, AI and Bard stuff. Hmm. So, and what about the likes of, um, you know, because, you know, some people prefer to use Google Chrome, other people prefer to use um, Firefox, um, and other people are using independence now that because they they don't use they're, they're more sustainable they don't damage the earth and all that sort of stuff so w- will this all be found um, in search um, doing a paid ad even if they're using all these other platforms so a browser is is there's a difference between a browser and a search engine so a search engine is a domain which you would go to or a system which uses a cert, one of the search engines. So, um, for example, I always use Chrome. I used to use Firefox. So all of those use Google. I think Google, obviously Google owns Chrome. Um, I can't remember who owns Firefox. But that's why I was asking, because I didn't know yeah. what Firefox uses and I didn't know what these other independents use. Um, so I just assumed they all used Google. <laughs> Yeah, no, they don't, which is pretty awesome. So um, Google and Microsoft both have a thing called search partners. So for example, one of Google's search partners is if you, and I only remember this from my days when I worked agency side a very long time ago, there was a new search engine which was brought out. And every time you search on it, they they plant a tree. Now, I don't know. That's the one I was talking about. That's the one I was talking about. Is it still around? Yep. I love that so much. Well, that's actually a Google search partner. So that is Google. Ah, right. But Microsoft has the same similar thing. Basically, they make friends with all every other search engine you can think of out there, and they call them search partners. And then they use the software and pull in the data from either Google or Microsoft. Gotcha. Okay. No, I interviewed them a couple of years ago. Yeah. So basically, yeah. like, Google runs the world. I mean, Google <laughs> is, everybody knows. I mean, they've even got the, their own verb. They're in the dictionary now. Mm. That's just Google it, you know. 
So you're not likely to hear people saying just Bing it or just Microsoft it, you know? We did try so, that. We tried to get that in, in a very long time ago. It didn't work. No, no. But it's no bad thing that there are these competitors. I mean, you wouldn't just um, put all your eggs in the one basket when you're doing social media ads either. You know, you're not just going to do Facebook and Instagram ads. You will do, you know, other places as well. Um, with these other platforms like you said you can link it so it's almost like you know sharing your social media post across all your social media platforms without making any changes which we don't recommend is that the same you said that you can just link you know have the same exact same ad going across bing and google sorry microsoft ads and google ads um but you wouldn't fully recommend it isn't that yeah, so yeah, you can. I would recommend, um, so for example, if you've got to um, amend some ad copy because you're a retailer and you've changed your free shipping from 50 to free. 75, for example. Yeah, free, yeah. <laughs> free shipping, yeah, sorry. Um, so if with stuff like that, I would um, definitely say that you, you have the auto sync in, in Microsoft Ads, which, which does that. The difference is more, okay, so in Google Ads, you're looking at all of these types of campaigns, whereas in Microsoft, you may only want to do these three campaigns. You can still sync everything over, just make sure that you only have the core ones, which you actually want to test at that time, live in that that platform. It's quite similar to the social media, though, because you can have tools which push your paid ads to all those platforms. So Pinterest, Facebook, um snap and all of them at the same time targeting the similar audiences but it's it's is that how you want to talk to your customer microsoft's more of an affluent market google is basically everybody else so it really depends (laughs) scandalous (laughs) that's a whole other episode on its own (laughs) so when people are reading their analytics for the, the the ads what should they be focused on? Should they be looking at how much each ad cost? Great question. How many people were reached? What is the key to a success to to knowing if your ad was successful or not, apart from the sales? Um, I would so if it if we're talking about the literal ad, then it's about click through rates. So how many people actually or an interaction rate because sometimes it's not a click sometimes it's how long it was viewed for and stuff like that it's 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 really okay so if i got 100, 100 impressions okay that's really small so if you only have 100 impressions i'd say get more before you make that decision but um how are how are people interacting with it are they are they, is everybody ignoring it why what's what's happening there for that to be like that or do they just not like your ad I want to ask a question about um, how some sometimes your competitor. Now, this this happened a long, long time ago, so I don't even know if it's still a thing. But I know that um, one client I worked with had a he thought a competitor had clicked on his ad and went through all of his ad spend in like a couple of days. Is that something that still happens? Yes, but not oh, it does. Like yes, yeah, it does. Not oh, that wow. bad though. Um, so I, when I first started doing PPC, I used to work on um, accident lawyers for you and like brands like that. Clicks Yowzers. were like seventy, eighty pounds per click, and yes, competitors used to click on the their other people's ads. 
it does wow. happen now but if you regularly do it google sits there and is like okay something weird's going on here why is this person doing it and then they've put in things in place like ecpc where if you ask um in the ecpc's enhanced cost per click so what it does is it optimizes optimizes that to the like the person so for example if you search on that kind of industry a lot and you trigger their ads a lot what would tend to happen is that that ad would no longer push the bid up for you it would think that you're not really in the market to interact with it so it will slowly stop showing for you also if you're just consistently searching and not actually clicking on it on any of the ads as well sometimes the ads will stop showing for you as well so becoming smart, basically. Interesting. Yeah. It's good. So is, is there ever a time when people don't want to click on the ad? Uh, yeah, normally the brand owners. So um, <laughs> multiple times in, in my career, I've had emails going, my ad isn't showing. I'm like, oh, will you stop bloody searching for it? And maybe like, you know, uh, my click through rate ah. won't be so bad literally used to have a customer who used to search his brand every morning to make sure his ad was showing <laughs> but never but never clicked it so therefore the ad stopped showing for him yeah <laughs> so we used to we, we there, there's ways of doing it without actually googling it but you have to remember that it's based on quality score and if somebody consistently searching for a term and not actually interacting with it you're telling google it's not a good ad mm. so interesting it Oh, I'm glad I asked that question now because <laughs> there'll be other people doing exactly the same. Oh, so many people do it. It's untrue. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, my kids my kids the other day were searching for something or I was searching for something and my kids didn't want me to click the paid ad even though like it was exactly the same as the, the top result because they're like, oh, you're going to have to pay for that. I said, no, I don't have to pay for it. So I had to explain to them, you know, that if I click on a paid ad, it's not me paying for the ad. So other, I'm sure other people probably have the same idea and probably think, oh, you know, it's going to charge me. I don't know how, but it's going to charge me if I click on this ad. Have you come across that a lot? Never. <laughs> no? <laughs> no, I have a lot of, um, oh, yeah, no, I've never really heard anybody not click on something because they think it's going to charge them. Um it's likely that that probably will happen more because of mobile searches and stuff like that. But I've not heard of it before. Now, I'm going to be a little scandalous here, Miriam. <laughs> um, I regularly do start your own business training. Um, and I obviously mention as part of the training um, SEO and how to get found in SEO and that sort of stuff. And there's options of doing it natively and through um, paid ads as well certainly like google um and i frequently ask now even though these are startups they're all grown-ups at the end of the day they're all adults they're all mature people um and i say so if you do a search for flowers let's say where would you typically um click on the the you know the terms that come up would you click on an ad or would you click on the first organic link and uh, it's not completely across the board, but pretty much most of the people that I speak to in when I'm doing this are using the native ones, which is, I understand it. Okay, I do understand it. But if they actually bothered looking at the actual ads, like three or four above them, 
most of the ads are the native ones. So why why is this happening? Why why are they having this sort of ad blindness and going down to the first organic one, do you think? I don't think that they're even going to the first organic one. I think it really depends what what search term you're searching for. But most people I've found recently think that the, you know, the shopping ads where they're pictures and they're products and you click on the product, they think that those are ads and anything below it. Like they, it's not really a organic or ad or paid ad because most people don't really know the difference. They just click on a text ad, which is either an organic or paid text. I think version. it's less obvious but on a mobile. I think it's much it's, less it's obvious on a mobile. Though. Yeah, like but if you do it on a laptop, you can see the paid ads on top. You can actually see there's a box and it says yeah, ad next to it. Um, but on your fo- but on your phone, you don't see that. Yeah. yeah, I think I think in terms of like paid ads now, they are hidden within the organic ads as well. So if you scroll down on desktop specifically, you'll find that there's actually paid ads halfway down. There's um, depending on the the platform you're using as well, so the browser. Oh, like, of course, yeah. You can get you can literally have alter, like scroll forever, and if it's that <laughs> on, you you will find that every like ten or twelve organic listings there's another paid ad in there and you just don't know but nobody really scrolls that far and if they do they normally work in digital marketing to be honest (laughs) see i'm looking i'm looking right now and it says sponsored at the top on my laptop on my laptop okay um and then the same exact same company is also the first organic one (laughs) so but that's they probably have good SEO as well. Yeah. So um, would you say, Miriam, that SEO and uh, pay-per-click go hand in hand? Or could you do a really good ad and still not show up in the first 10 pages of of Google organically? Both. So um, <laughs> they're really... So they're, they're really she didn't say it depends. depends. <laughs> no, right? I was trying to think of a different word. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Sometimes Google does not show a paid ad it, when you search. Sometimes it just doesn't because it doesn't feel it's relevant to be seen there. Nobody else is there. Um, I've done it a lot, of t- a lot of times where I've been, why doesn't it show? And it says low search volume and there's volume there. It's just there's no ads whatsoever on that page. And I think that that's, that's why it's just it doesn't feel that it's relevant for that. And you can have the best ad in the world, but it just doesn't work. Wow. I mean, we could geek out on this for the rest of the day and, you know, the, the episode could be one of our longest ever. But we do have to wrap it up because we <laughs> we we value our listeners time. Um, Miriam, where can people find you? Where can they learn more about you? Where can they contact you and uh, get more information about you? Um, so to find out more about me, you can reach out on LinkedIn. Just search for Miriam Nasser um, and I will appear um, and that's probably how do you spell place. Miriam Nasser so that our listeners um, can? <laughs> it's it's spelled M E R I E M N A C E R. Okay. All right. Perfect. And uh, so reach out to Miriam there and um, connect with her on LinkedIn. Thank you so much for being with us today, Miriam. It was an absolute joy, an eye opener. I'm sure Melanie's head is completely you know exploded yeah. right now <laughs> she's gonna have to go for a lie down after this <laughs> <laughs> 
but these are the types of conversations we like having and opening the eyes of our listeners as well so we'll be back next week guys with more monday morning marketing until then bye-bye bye guys have a great week you're waving you're waving you waved You waved. I saw you wave. I was encouraging Miriam to say goodbye. Oh, okay. Well, that's different. (laughs) I always begin with. You didn't today. I didn't because I was too busy pointing.